Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. And today we have an esteemed panelist with us, Stephanie Colota. She is a U.S. Army Reserve Sergeant First Class veteran and founder and creator of Veteran Legislative Voice. Uh, She has uh, many things she's doing out there, and we're going to be discussing uh, some issues around uh, the mission and purpose of Veterans Legislative Voice and the different types of military toxic exposures that we should be aware of. Welcome, 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 Stephanie. How are you doing? Hi, I'm very excited to be here. Thank you. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, so, you know, tell us a little bit more about this. Uh, you know, what is the purpose of Veteran uh, Legislative Voice? What is the purpose and the function of that uh, organization? Um, of course. So Veteran Legislative Voice, uh, I created it last year in response to the Vanessa Guillen scandal and everything that was going on mm. because everybody was very... Um, interested in trying to help out and try to put their voice in, especially legislatively on making their Congress people, you know, fight for bills that's important to them, especially Mm -hmm. veterans, because many times people in the military, they don't feel they have a a voice because they have been shut down so many times or they're just a regular Joe Schmo. uh, And that happens a lot. So veteran legislative voice is a one-stop shop on Finding the bills that you may be interested in, um, finding how to, how to find your uh, contact information for your Congress people, whether they already co-sponsor a bill or have written a bill or any information, and then what to say when you contact them, how to convince them. I have all of that there in one-stop shop in a group page and a website, and also I'm on Instagram and Twitter. Oh, boy. Great. <laughs> do, you, do you want to give those web, you know, those sites? Oh, yes. So my site, it's uh, Vets Legislative Voice. So that's V-E-T-S, legislativevoice.org. And then Veteran Legislative Voice on um, Facebook and also on Instagram. It's a page and a group. So if, you know, if you don't want to join a group, you can just watch the page. And I put information on both sides. Fantastic. Uh, very good. So vetslegislativevoice.org. And then you have you know several things you can do with Facebook. Uh, so get on there and look at this because the things that you're really talking about, you know, sort of uh, I always look at things from a spectrum viewpoint, you know. So we have radiation, you know, radiant energy, and then we go to chemicals, and then we go to biological things, right? And so there's a whole uh, array of things people can be exposed to. But you were, you were in particular talking about these burn pits and the radiation from nuke subs to, uh, to two, uh, K2 bases and the depleted uranium and tank armor. Uh, there have been, you know, several accidents. And when I was over in Iraq, um, you know, there was some spillage of depleted uranium uh, with some uh, accidents with some of the vehicles with the guidon systems and such. And then there's, you know, tainted water, uh, right, uh, on military basis from the BPA. So tell us about this. What, what does this mean for our veterans, and what should they be aware of about each one of these? Well, of course, it, yes, it's, um, it's dependent on what you're interacted with when you're deployed or when you're stateside. Mm-hmm. And it ranges even on where you 
our state side. Um, there's actually multiple sites, and I have it listed on my site of how to find certain things. There, um, there are sites that show you which bases have the tainted water, like from the PFA um, fire extinguishing foam. Um, there's another big one, also speaking of uh, tainted water. Uh, it was big while I was deployed and many others to Iraq, Afghanistan, and Kuwait and the other places. Mm-hmm. Think back on those plastic water bottles. They had them stationed in pallets. So thousands of bottles on a tower, on a pallet sitting there for weeks. And of course, there's water everywhere, but that bottled water had, uh, has BPA and other chemicals that are causing cancer. And for example, for one of those, it can cause breast cancer. And mm-hmm. military service members are 40 percent more likely to get breast cancer. And I'm saying this forty percent men and women. Wow. wow. Yes. And this was this study was done by Walter Reed. And by the by way, Walter Reed. Oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. And. <laughs> Is that, is that on your so website as well, the, the reference? Yes. Wow. Yes, I, I'll have that listed there, too. Um, there's another one. As of March 31st, the VA had denied 72% of burn pit claims. And this is including any of the other toxic exposure that's from any of the operations with JWAT in the Southeast Asia quarter. And according to the agency data obtained by military.com, between June 7, 2007 and March 31st of this year, VA processed 15,640 disability compensation claims related to burn pits. And of those, 3,510 veterans had at least one burn pit issue granted. Wow. It is very large. So one of the things wow. that's been happening a lot is that these these claims are not being approved and the VA isn't recognizing many of these conditions as to uh, towards their military experience to what they encountered to while they were on contract in multiple areas. And so Congress and many other um, people are fighting for presumptives, just like for Agent Orange, that that uh, the VA would recognize presumptive conditions related to their tour in whatever uh, place that they were stationed. Yes. And there are multiple, there's, there's multiple bills that list that mm-hmm. um, there's at least 20 bills in right now. Um, mm-hmm. The best one in my opinion is uh, the Senate bill nine, five, two. And it is also, it's also um, there it is 2372. They um, it's, Put in by uh, Senator Gillibrand, which many people have already known her name for other things that she's done for the military, and also Representative Ruiz for the House bill. This lists um, multiple, at least more than 20 different conditions that that possibly is related to the experience of toxic exposure while deployed to Iraq, Afghanistan, uh, Kosovo, Kuwait, many other locations. And President Biden, (laughs) yeah, sorry, Uh, (laughs) President Biden last year or two years ago had even admitted that he believes that his son, Bo, who is deployed to Iraq and Kosovo, who was also exposed to burn pits, was likely got it from his brain, caused his brain cancer that later killed him. 
Wow, 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 wow. This is just like astounding. Uh, I'm, I'm so glad you're talking about this uh, because w- one of the things I was thinking about when you were talking about the BPA, you know, in bottles, in uh, plastic water bottles, not only was it that they were on pallets, you know, but they were in like 120 degree weather <laughs> and, you know, yes. you know, sunlight uh, interacting with that and the heat of that. Uh, that may have accelerated, you know, components in the bottle, I don't know, or caused the release of things into the water. And, you know, 40% increase in breast cancer. I'm still, like, stunned. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, there's, I mean, it's really scary when you look at the numbers. Um, PBS had also said that um, out of the 2. million service members that deployed to JWAT, almost 780,000 had filed for lung disease. That's thirty-one percent of those that deployed. Oh yes, it was a nasty, nasty environment. I can tell. Uh, yeah, uh, you probably yes. know. <laughs> it's a terrible. Environment. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I, I am familiar. I was also deployed to Kuwait near uh, at Ashweba, where oh, Shweba. Yeah. there is no EPA, mm-hmm. and there is all of the oil refineries there. So at night, you will see them burn every color of chemical in the night. Uh, light up the sky you can almost read by it so those type of those type of things is very astounding and many people are in fear of dying before the their claims are even approved and it's very scary because then it's also their medical bills caretakers because many um, family members have to take care of them so there's a lot of different benefits that needs need to be approved and need to be fought for for these veterans yeah, because, you know, the first time I went over, I was with a mechanized infantry unit, and they were grinding the sand into a powder. It was almost like walking in talcum powder, and we were breathing all that stuff in. Um, and every time you had a little bit of a standstorm, it would pick that stuff up, and you were breathing that stuff all night. Uh, it got into everything that you had. Um, and, and you know, we call it the muck, right, because we everyone was developing some sinusitis behind that. And, and then also... You know, we had, uh, I was uh, a Black Hawk helicopter, you know, flight surgeon, and we were around these helicopters and the fuel uh, pumps. And and in both situations, both the, you know, ground and in the air, the generators had to be above ground because they would be too heated. If they, if they, they could not put them into the ground. So we had generators sitting on the, on the surface, you know, pumping out all this, um, fuel and everything else that God knows what was coming out of them. <laughs> uh, yes. We were exposed to that stuff. Yeah, I was, I was deployed to, I was deployed in working on the military ships. So there's these giant ships that are the oh. size of aircraft carriers yes. that can um, actually deploy an entire brigade of cavalry, wow. um, cavalry brigade. And mm-hmm. so that many tanks inside an enclosed location and you're breathing in all those fumes, and it's a jet engine. So it's the fumes you're taking in, the heat, anything else that's already there. It's just astounding. And then not only that with the tanks, many of the tanks that was deployed to Iraq had depleted uranium in the armor. And one thing that I do know of is those tanks that were battle damaged, we sent them back to the States. There are many people that had had their hands on, climbed all over, and processed these tanks with depleted uranium exposed in the armor. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you know. So they're not even assigned to an armor unit or a, uh, a cavalry unit, and they're exposed to it. 
Yeah, because that's so interesting because we had one tank that was really, um, you know, uh, destroyed and it was a lot of uh, problems with it and a guide-on system broke and all that. And they had to sign something about we were exposed to depleted uranium. And this this was mm-hmm. in, uh, this was in one area. I was in Mosul, Iraq, uh, but we were you know I moved around from area to area, and uh, that that was one of the things that always stuck in my mind. Is like yeah, we're putting this stuff down, but you know I'm not even sure where this stuff is going. And, and from what you're yeah. saying, what you're saying right now, this is really as Agent Orange was a problem in the uh, Vietnam yeah. War. We're, we're looking at something that is present in you know OEF OIF and and any deployment you know in the in the Gulf region uh is exposed to uh you know even our uh, you know first gulf war right uh we we were exposed to, to different you know chemicals in the air and that kind of thing from the uh the oil refineries so yeah this is a this is a big big thing uh and I, I'm going to mm-hmm. be looking in these bills uh so very exciting so uh vets uh legislative Voice.org. You better go and look at this place. <laughs> so I think all veterans yeah. should be on board with this one. Oh, yes. And it's um, it actually feels so good to have some sort of power over what has happened to you in your life and just try to fight for those benefits mm-hmm. and what's owed. And it also is very gratifying for others to help um, for that. My mother, she lets me know or asks me what else can she call her congressman and bug him about. So it's those type of things that family members can really get involved in helping their vet out, their vet family. Yeah, because I, I guess this, this is even valuable for the legal profession because you have a lot of people who are trying to help people with claims. You know, the VSOs are out there, uh, veteran service um, organizations and that kind of thing, uh, and the officers. Uh, you know, so this is fantastic. This is actually a good resource for them to look at as well. Yes, most definitely. I actually used to work for a VA disability law firm, and mm-hmm. the amount that they that these soldiers and and sailors and Coast Guard and Marines have to go through just to prove that this war caused this type of dan- damage to them, because the VA forces them to prove it, mm-hmm. and it is a very hard and frustrating fight that is having to be done for these folks and his. It's a big fight. Yes, yeah. So, so what what other kinds of things have you seen with these, um, you know, toxic exposures? Uh, where, where do you think this is going? And you know, when is this legislation, um, uh, you know, sort of coming forward? Because you you were mentioning uh, Senate Bill nine fifty two and uh, House Bill uh, twenty three seventy two. Are they uh, being considered now in in, in our congressional halls? Uh, there's so much, well, uh, you know, infighting and everything else. Go, I didn't want to go into that topic. <laughs> but. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit AmericasHG.org.